0: had um like close friends before corona and then it was very like right when it happened there was like some kind of separation and then we tried to come back together and it was just the universe was like no (laughs) stop it. Yeah, And now that I'm continuing, you know, and not to say that I still don't work on it. So I did things like the forgiveness diet, right. Or, um, radical forgiveness. So I was, you know, writing these stories, um, from radical forgiveness is a beautiful book by Colin tipping. And I still use this technique today, um, where you write the viewpoint from a victim mentality, what happened, right. And then you write a, the story from an empowered, Uh, standpoint of what happened and then thanking them for the lessons right and so as I did this I could feel this clearing and then of course recognizing how I even attracted these situations and what were they related to
1: hey everyone My name is Sarah, and welcome to Her Ascension Story, the podcast that proves the world is transformed by every hero's personal adventure. Here we talk about the real and the raw things that we should all be talking about more. So if you want to be a part of the movement of getting real about the deeper, more meaningful things about life, be sure to subscribe and follow and get ready to get real. My hope is that this platform inspires you to explore and expand new empowering beliefs about yourself so you can make your own impassionate impact too. And those three pillars, inspiration, independence, and impact, aren't just the premise for this podcast, but for my work too. If you want to check out that more, be sure to go to HerAscensionStory.com or check me out on social media at HerAscensionStory. Welcome back everyone. I know I said that I was going to start the podcast back up again after my short break on October 26th. But as life just happens (laughs) it just didn't end up being the day that i felt um, was right to come back to it so i just want to apologize for that but i also really want to express a lot of gratitude and thanks for you coming back especially for this episode today with us is one of my most favorite people i've had the pleasure to connect with personally and i think you're really going to like this episode it's all about healing and relationships and just how we've been navigating 2020 and how we can continue growing throughout all of this so today with us is jennifer freer from las vegas Nevada, usa she's been teaching in the las vegas valley since 2016 and she's a reiki master and kundalini and vinyasa teacher and program director She hosts Reiki meditations, sound healings, women's workshop, and Holy Fire Reiki certifications. She has felt deeply connected to her gifts since a young age, and she's so passionate about guiding others to help learn ways to heal themselves. I'm so excited to hear her story and to get to share it with you. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for being here and sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. Oh, so I love the work that you do, especially, um, like your Instagram reels and your TikToks. I think that (laughs) you add such a, like, um, a light and humorous energy to some like, like shadow work, for example, like you can actually Mm -hmm. kind of make fun of that, which I think makes it easier to integrate and to understand and kind of like open up to, Um, But yeah, so before we even begin, I just want to say that it's been a really cool connection with you. We haven't even met in person, but I remember I was in um, Sedona and I met this lady that was like running the Las Vegas Zoo all by herself practically. (laughs) And she was like, oh, you do Reiki? I know this girl and she does it with animals and she'll come and she works with all different species. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So it was really fun to connect with you that way. So I'm Mm -hmm. really grateful that here. Uh,
0: Me too. Thank you. I um, also feel super cool that um, Jeannie is that special lady's name connected the both of us and that we have that in common and that it's fun. I've been watching you, you know, since I think that was probably around three or four years ago um, and Mm -hmm. been watching you since grow and come into this beautiful, you know, um, Reiki practitioner and yoga teacher and spreading your message. And all of the cool things you did with your um, email subscriptions and readings and stuff like that. So the feeling is definitely mutual. <laughs> oh, thank you, <laughs> so and um, <laughs> okay. thank you for touching on my uh, TikTok and Reels videos because I do have a lot of fun uh, making those. I actually my nephew deleted TikTok off my phone probably about three weeks ago, and I haven't put it on <laughs> because the Reels is actually coming out. Um, you know, because there's all those like, I mean, who isn't spying on us, but there's, I already knew downloading TikTok that there was maybe some type of issues like that. Um, So now that Instagram is getting their reels, I I feel more aligned with that. Um, But yeah, it's funny because you know, every year, um, I like to, you know, set my intentions and goals and all that stuff, like kind of a resolutions, but not. Um, and so I allow some downloads to come through to, you know, give me direction of how to achieve those goals. And one of them was dance videos. And I really didn't know what that meant. I thought that meant like maybe teaching people how to dance online, or maybe doing just, you know, taking dance videos online. And then I realized as the creation and started happening with my videos that i was organically dancing on there and that was a big part of the videos and i was like oh like <laughs> who knew that would mean tiktok and instagram videos right <laughs> so yeah i just wanted to share that nugget um but i appreciate the feedback i've i'm actually quite surprised because it's from you know everyone says the same thing along as you said um so it's fun just to get that that feedback from multiple sources so thank you <laughs>
1: yeah definitely and that's so so funny that you mentioned the dance because i think that's like the biggest vibe of your videos too Mm -hmm. i mean you have like all the information and you share you know all these wisdoms but the dancing aspect Mm -hmm. i mean you can just feel like the kundalini energy and it's just (laughs) kind of contagious
0: thank you
1: yes (laughs) so um you know you are a kundalini teacher and everything were you always you know, growing up attracted to yoga or to the spiritual realm or anything like that? Or is it something that you came to later in life or,
0: um, you know, my, I kind of grew up in, I'll say a spiritual household. There was always this recognition of a higher power or God. Um, and so that was really, and it wasn't strict like a religion. So that kind of just gave me the freedom to explore that. And then my parents had always been working on themselves, um, you know, for the best that I could and they my mom had told me at a young age that I was a sensitive person um, that I would be able to feel people's emotions and stuff like that and I really didn't know what that meant um, so it was kind of introduced in and out but I really didn't um, I never had an intention to be a yoga teacher um, and I didn't start doing this work until around 2016 and then two years later. Um, an opportunity to, to become a yoga teacher at a very, very discounted price. So, which why I knew it was a message from the universe who's, you know, it's time to go mm-hmm. now. Um, and I did that and then ended up doing three teacher trainings in the last two years. I just finished up my third one in July of this year. Um, And so, you know, I was, wasn't really drawn to yoga at first. I didn't really, my mom has taken me in and out of yoga classes since I was probably around 10, 12 years old. Um, but I never, I didn't really resonate with that much. I thought it was kind of just boring and repetitive. And, you know, even recently, um, like before 2016, I was very much just not, not a regular yogi, I guess. Um, and it wasn't until when I had my first teacher training, I met, a Kundalini teacher in my training. And then I decided to go to this Kundalini center in Las Vegas. And it's funny, because my husband and I had just moved into this house. And the Kundalini center is about less than five minutes away. And I was getting the downloads to go that I would feel better, you know, because I was struggling with depression. And um, I was ignoring it, (laughs) the downloads until I met the teacher that hot there and I was like okay like you better go so I started going to kundalini yoga and um you know immediately it was just like downloads and remembering and uh, reawakenings and all that stuff but I actually went to a gong meditation two years prior at the same place And I did not have, and we practiced a little bit of Kundalini yoga uh, before the, we laid down for the gong, but I was not in a space to receive and it just wasn't my time to, um, you know, to go down that route, I honestly think I need it, because I've been on the self-awareness journey for a while, I think 12 years old was my first spiritual awakening, where I actually felt, you know, um, it's like, it was yesterday, I can replay it in my mind, but I was really told to, okay, now's the time to break the cycle. Um, And so anyway, yeah, it just, the, the kundalini yoga has now that I'm at a place where I'm at in my own self-awareness journey and then to jump into it I think I was able to go a little bit deeper than maybe somebody who's that's their first you know introduction to the chakras or a spiritual journey in in um in general so it's definitely has been like a a guided a guided journey um yeah so I think I think that answered the question
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is amazing. So you mentioned that when you did that gong meditation, how you did kundalini before Mm -hmm. you didn't, um, you weren't like creating the space to receive. Mm -hmm. And so now as a teacher, how do you teach people to create the space to receive? You know, um, that's a great question. I honestly
0: kind of just... I'm very authentic, I guess. Um, And I like to really merge the group energy, especially before class I've um, this, one of my favorite teachers used to do that. And I really resonated with that um, because it allows us to go deeper and connect. I think it's very important. You know, I think there's a difference between, and not to say anything that's um, wrong or right, right. But in the more corporate style yoga studios, there's less of a connection with the students, you know, with each other.
1: Um, Mm -hmm.
0: It's more with, The teacher. They do their practice. They kind of don't really look each other in the eye and then leave. Um, And then my classes, I really want us to know each other's names and, um, you know, what we're feeling in the moment or etc. just to really, I think that really accelerates the experience. Um, And not to say that, and sometimes people aren't ready. You know, I've had people come into class and I have picked a kriya that's kind of goofy and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. You know, and I can see what's going on um, by their face expressions, whether they're going to come back or not, you know, Um, but for the most part, I mean, we've got a pretty good return rate. Um, so I think, it again, I think it just depends on the person in their journey, because when I did it, I was, you know, considered myself a spiritual person the first time, but I was in such a space that I was trying to direct where the class was going to go or how it was going to be led or what I was going to experience that I didn't just let spirit take control. I actually, when he was playing the gong, I thought it was a gong recording. And I was just like sitting there being like, wow, I came to a gong <laughs> um, um, meditation for a recording. So, I was so much in my negative mind um, that I couldn't even receive or see or feel uh, the opportunities that were there for me.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's big. I've actually, you know, I've talked with a lot of yoga teachers and even going through my training, just seeing how other people's styles are. And it does seem. Ah. You know, as a teacher, I feel like you do have the responsibility to kind of like oversee the class and you're even taught to, you know, sit up and observe everybody in Shavasana and everything. But I love how you actually make it a priority to have the students connect with themselves to really I mean, you're in that room and you can everybody can feel the energy in that room. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it just makes it even more empowering and healing to actually have that connection you know, that conscious and like fully personable connection with everybody. That's really cool. Yeah.
0: And it helps merge the group. um, Like I said earlier, group energy. Um, And in Kundalini Yoga, we talk about the aura and, you know, we have 10 different bodies and, um, but they also teach us that we are working together as a group aura, right? That's why we feel so much more, I think people get more benefit if they do do a class in person with other people because you're not just working with your own energy you're working that's amplified times however many people are in the classroom so it's a really beautiful thing to be aware of and to get people to you know um, just feel safe and let go because I think you can get really in your head especially if you're a first-time student of am I doing this wrong am I doing this right and another thing I like about kundalini yoga is we're you know other if we're um unless otherwise specified we are eyes are closed and focused on the third eye so we're really encouraged to to drown the outside distractions and understand what's going on in the body um so I really you know I love that and I think that's important
1: (laughs) yeah definitely so what was the biggest um I guess Kind of awakening moment or whatever that said you know i've going I've been going through these experiences and now I really want to be able to share this with others and I want to be able to help others through it so what like really what was the moment like was there a light bulb moment or was it a calling that you just felt for a while to really help teach other people or you know
0: um so since i was young so okay my first awakening back in um when i was 12 and i'm 31 now so however many years that was um (laughs) i think 18 or 19 (laughs) um but anyway so Um, break the cycle, right? So immediately, I thought I was going to be like a counselor, I wanted to help people what I went through, which is sexual trauma, um, and learn how to because even if let's say, you know, the sexual trauma, mine was in the family. um, Let's say, obviously, I'm probably not going to be the one to be the predator, especially since I'm working on myself. But if I don't, continue to work on myself, I may teach my children inappropriate behaviors on accident, right? Um, That may invoke an attraction to a predator. Um, So that was really what my main focus was on bringing the self awareness and changing myself um and then i went into working with animals for 10 years i started when i was 17 went into a veterinary hospital um and then grew from there was there for about 5 years then i went to the zoo that was another crazy experience um mm-hmm. and then after that i went to texas because there wasn't any really any more um one on one with the animals but what i learned with the animals was the um the awareness of energy that I was able to create this safe space. So at the animal hospital, I, you know, I held all of the animals who were crazy and stressed out at the vet. I was able to hold them because I, they felt calm. Um, so that the vet could check them right without any drama like minimal drama was always like my goal and then when i moved on to the zoo it was very much so these animals had been um very mistreated um in the past and some of them were you know a couple decades old and so they were used to the human interaction being not loving. Um, and so I was there within the first eight months, a lot of the animals started to come out of their shell and feel more comfortable and feel safe. And Jeannie actually said to me, you know, this the animals are becoming more safe and it's because of you <laughs> and I was like oh okay Aww. um and so then that kind of grew so I kind of had this awareness of like oh, okay um I have this gift with that and then once I came back from texas it, the thing was is I wasn't really making enough you know as I wanted to have like I like nice things right and I don't want to live bare minimum but in the animal industry as you may um no or not no. um it's it's kind of a cap because it's just like well you're working with animals you're welcome you know um so mm-hmm. that's the way I was treated so I came back to Las Vegas to kind of have my own sanctuary and started going through that process and then I had another huge awakening um and I wanted to teach people everything just about the chakras the aura um angels archangels how to do their own intuitive readings how to clear themselves um but I was so I didn't know enough really it's so it not that I didn't know enough but I was just still learning so I started with my friend had a yoga studio and we started pairing up she did yoga I did the meditation portion and it was really just an opportunity um just to explore, to see if I liked it or not, you know, and honestly, I didn't love it at first, especially the meditation. It was beautiful to see people change. They definitely, you know, came in kind of maybe just tired or stressed out and they would leave glowing. Um, But I didn't have such much of a passion for it. And then my mom, she went to massage therapy school and she um, let me practice in her space, giving people clearings. So I started with some sound healing, I did the, you know, I got in 2016, I got Reiki certified. So I was doing that on people. And um, it, it was good. But I don't I think, you know, I wasn't confident enough in myself. So there was such a Um, The momentum of fear was very strong. Um, So I was constantly feeling like not good enough, right? Who am I to teach this? Who am I to, you know, quote unquote, heal other people if I'm not feeling good myself, and I don't have my things figured out and all of this self doubt was coming up. And then really, it wasn't until my first yoga teacher training that I was like, wow, this is why I've been teaching meditation, because I was already so easy to speak in front of a group um, and come from my navel point. And that's something that, you know, you learn in yoga uh, teacher training. And um, so it started to piece together. And then I did my first kundalini teacher training, um, I knew right away, as soon as I started that had that like aha moment with Kundalini Yoga, I immediately started searching to see where I can get certified. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so, luckily, probably like a month later, the studio announced that they were going to do a teacher training. So, I did that route. And then I did another one, just a more advanced Kundalini Yoga teacher training. Um, and yeah, just and but with this one, I was already teaching my mom owns a wellness center here in Las Vegas. And I've been teaching at her place off and on since it opened, which is four years. But now it's probably last year around August, I started really committing to at least uh, teaching Kundalini Yoga there. So yeah, I just it kind of just happened organically, but I think two thousand and sixteen was the turning point of leaving the animal industry behind and going and more into humans um, and, and that sort of thing. And to, to mention, you know, I was more comfortable with animals. Of course, I think a lot of people can feel that way, (laughs) um, because they're less judgmental, right. And more forgiving. (laughs) And, um, so I didn't really want to work with people. (laughs) And then I also at the same time, before I left to Texas, I got a serving job and that again, taught me really well how to direct energy, honestly, or anticipate, um, people's needs and stuff like that. It definitely allowed me to explore my intuitive gifts a little bit more, which helped in um, in my teachings. So, uh, yeah, I would probably say the biggest was 2016.
1: That's amazing. I love hearing more of those details of your story because I'm like, oh, like as soon as we connected, you know, Jeannie's all about yeah, she works with animals. You actually started to not work with animals and started to kind of shift your work. So that's really cool um, to know that backstory. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. So up to this point, what have been your biggest obstacles or risk factors um, to your own growth and to your own kind of transformation into who you are today? You mentioned that you went through you know, traumas as a child and, and kind of just this exploration process. Uh, But were there any challenges um, that needed some, like, extra pushing or extra healing along the way? Um, I think that's a beautiful question. As I reflect
0: back, you know, um, I definitely think I just from the start. And of course, you know, I've, I've had um, my astrology readings and all that, like my birth chart read and stuff. And um, my biggest challenge would be my throat, <laughs> being able to speak my truth. And I think, you know, especially um, when we're children, we have to keep secrets. Immediately that shuts down our throat chakra. Um, And looking at my chart, I have a bunch of planets in the third house, which is communication. So that was probably and even as a child, like way before any of the trauma happened, I was so Um, just shy and didn't really know how to use my voice. I would, my brother, my younger brother's four years younger than me and I would bring him to like the McDonald's counter to help me order, you know, (laughs) because I was just like, didn't know how to speak you know and my favorite movie was the the little mermaid um you know so uh, I really resonated with that fun little fact too if you kind of reflect of what your like favorite Disney movie was that reflects just kind of your life <laughs> so that's like, I totally get that Yeah. so um so yeah I would I would say that would be the biggest and so of course you know speaking and you know um teaching and making these videos and getting my voice out there has definitely and sometimes still to this day, um, I struggle with, you know, Um, or and teaching actually is for me, the best way to overcome this. But there was a lot of times, especially when I first started teaching. And I think all teachers um, go through this, uh, when they're ready, and they're, you know, want to get out there ready for that full class. And then the day comes to teach, and they're just kind of like, for me, it was, Oh, I hope no one comes, you know? (laughs) So I was very much like, Oh, wow. Like, what are you saying to the universe right now? You know, and had to have this whole process of why am I feeling, um, this way. And then too, especially when I started working full time as, um, you know, this quote unquote, spiritual teacher, I started having this overwhelming fear of being hurt, that people were going to hurt me. And um, meditating and reflecting on that deeper, I know it was a past life trauma. Um, and I think a lot of us healers, you know, we do struggle with that of um, that being afraid of being powerful, whether that's because we were powerful in a previous lifetime and we were hurt, um, you know, maybe even killed for being that type of person. And so I think those would probably be the... Um, the biggest challenges. Other than that, uh, you know, I've I've definitely just been on the spiritual path for a long time, and I think you know I believe in karma and that are you know we're here for our soul's growth and evolution, and I really just think that it's been my karma that has led me all the way up into this lifetime and choosing this kind of of lifestyle because I has felt like a very spiritual acceleration, um, and it's been that you know another challenge comes with that is, uh, relationships, friendships, relationships, romantic partners, um, that I've had to separate from because I am going on a, an accelerated spiritual path. And, you know, the, it's just, sometimes they can't come with me. Um, and so that's been kind of, especially, you know, this year, I think everyone's had, it's done an incredible unmasking with Corona, um, on, mm-hmm. You know people's relationships and what they're willing to continue to do or not continue to do. Um, So yeah, that's that's what I would say would be the biggest risk factors.
1: I can definitely resonate with a lot of that, but I think a lot of people can too. So I definitely want to touch. I mean, I have plenty of questions that I want to ask you, but I definitely want to touch on two things that you talked about specifically. So. You said, you know, you went through your training and and just all these life experiences. And then you get to the spot where you finally get your first class and you say, I hope nobody comes. Mm -hmm. why And I know that that is so common. Mm -hmm. So why do you think in your own personal Uh opinion and in your own experience, why do you think that teachers and speakers and those kind of people have those thoughts and have those kind of fears or, um, you know... uh, resistance of positive expectations I guess you could yeah say. well I think it's um, definitely just stems from
0: insecurity right and um, for me another it's easy for me to be in my higher centers and it's a lot more difficult for me to be in my lower three chakras. (laughs) And the one thing I've learned with teaching, I've been probably teaching now for, you know, two years, um, which isn't a long time, but I guess, okay. So teaching, teaching since for four years, but, um, really just being strengthening the navel points. So I think, you know, um, that was a big factor in having those thoughts, um, because I wasn't being secure in myself and I was really letting that negative mind just control over me and say, you know, who's going to come to your class or, you know, are they really going to enjoy that? Just all that, all that stuff. But I think, again, I think it's just, of course, and it stems from, you know, um, how you felt, As a child, maybe some memories are stuck in there that tell you you can't do something, you know, there's a specific, it's so funny. I'm laughing because this play comes up every time. Like, I don't even know. Um, but it was called stone soup and it was probably in my elementary school days. And I remember that I really wanted to have like a bigger part in this play and my teacher wouldn't give it to me. And I was so like hurt by it. And I memorized the entire play. So when the play was going on, I just mouth words, like our lips were whatever you said like mouthing everybody's lines (laughs) in the play just to like be rebellious you know but I know that affected me right of my just kind of like wanting to come out and shine and bright and people were telling me no and it wasn't because I wasn't good enough right it was just I'm sure Mm -hmm. I don't know the story (laughs) of the teacher, why she made (laughs) that decision. Um, But those little things, right. Can creep up and kind of imprint in your, in your muscle memory and your tissues and your um, energy centers and all that stuff. So I think really if, you know, someone is struggling with that. It's just kind of like, okay, well, why do I feel this way? Meditating on that. And then again, building your solar plexus. And then the more that you do that, the more that you teach, the more that you show up, especially because I don't think fear really ever goes away. I think it just gets quieter. Um, But the more that I showed up, and didn't listen to that voice. And if I felt that energy coming up, I would, you know, say a prayer or a mantra or something and, and, um, sway the direction of that energy in an opposite way, then it was easier every time for, um, you know, me to, me me to teach. And two, I think it has to do like, you know, maybe you should check in and see, is this the type of class I want to teach? Or is this the studio I want to teach in? I think especially, um, yoga teachers teachers can kind of get trapped into just taking any job that they can right because they're just trying to build which is great but again just ask those selves if you're in alignment with the studio or with the class and then find your answer um and then go from there
1: uh I love how firing deep your self-inquiry goes (laughs) (laughs) thank you I love I think I mean it's it's a I want to say it's a superpower, but really it's just, it's a developed ability that I think all of us can really, really benefit from. Yes, definitely. Okay. So then the next thing that I want to touch on, because like you said, I think that might be the number one thing other than, you know, dealing with fear and all this root chakra stuff, um, you know, just feeling safe and secure in the Mm -hmm. world. um, I think the next thing that we're all facing this whole entire year is our relationship um future I guess Mm -hmm. so we're parting ways with all these different people you know family members friends partners lovers and so how did you actually cope with the changes that your transformation process brought into your relationships and into that part of your path um I cried a lot (laughs) I'm, just gonna
0: think. Oh, <laughs> I'm really kidding. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of crying happened. Um, I'm a crier anyway. But, you know, I think th- the most thing that has really kept me strong is my spiritual practice and being able to um, center into myself every day. When you get into kundalini yoga, sadhana is a very big deal um, <laughs> because it's a time. And typically, the, you know, they want you or not they want you, but the most opportune time to um, opportune time to do it is between 4 and 6 a.m basically anytime before the sun rises because the veil is thin between the spiritual realm and the earthly realm um but again if you can't get up at at that time uh, for whatever reason just at some point preferably in the morning um connecting with yourself whether that's saying a mantra whether that's doing a prayer where Whether that's doing a small exercise sequence um, and keeping it consistent and allowing seeing what comes up. You know, maybe it's hard for um, you to keep a consistent spiritual practice and just noticing that, right? Or maybe it's hard for you to keep the same thing every day. So just finding a connection of like for me, I am, it's hard for me to do the same thing every day because I want to connect with many different like some days I feel like dancing some days I feel like chanting some days I feel like doing an hour and a half yoga practice it just depends right um but I think that is the really one of the only ways that has just kept me in my center kept me showing up and then again being of service you know um when the whole everything shut down and it was like I was spending hours and hours um video recording uh you know yoga videos and stuff like that or teaching people breath work or you know I did uh, fists of anger and stuff like that and still to this day there are people who will comment on my IGTVs that I did and say I've been doing this every day um thank you so much mm-hmm. for posting this you know and so you never really know who you're going to affect and that was a- another part of it too though was just like if I can just help one person um today you know then then we're good. Um, so that really just being of service and staying connected to myself helped me shift because I had um like close friends before corona and then it was very like right when it happened there was like some kind of separation and then we tried to come back together and it was just the universe was like no <laughs> stop it. Yeah, And now that I'm continuing, you know, and not to say that I still don't work on it. So I did things like the forgiveness diet, right. Or, um, radical forgiveness. So I was, you know, writing these stories, um, from radical forgiveness is a beautiful book by Colin tipping. And I still use this technique today, um, where you write the viewpoint from a victim mentality, what happened, right. And then you write a, the story from an empowered, uh, standpoint of what happened and then thanking them for the lessons, right? And so as I did this, I could feel this clearing. And then of course, recognizing how I even attracted these situations and what were they related to, you know, and t- typically 99% of the time it's your family structure and how you continue to interact with your, you know, your parents or your siblings, etc. Um, So I was very aware of that, thankfully, you know, so Again, to just answer the question, it it really was being dedicated to myself and my spiritual practice that helped me. And then, of course, teaching and being of service um, to stay in with myself. And as time has gone on, I've now I continue to see um, why I had to be separated. And even though it was very painful, you know, I think it's really why are we so attached to these relationships? You know, it just shows you the attachment you have to things outside of yourself. I was noticing how much time I was actually wasting on doing, you know, going to events with friends or hanging out with friends for, um, you know, hours at a time, either at their houses, or we'd always, you know, talk after yoga for a couple hours. And once we were forced to kind of stay inside and and separate with these connections, it's like all I had to do was focus on myself. And I really realized how many hours I was wasting not making those videos, not learning how to video edit, not learning how to do a podcast, not learning, you know what I mean? And so it was really such a good, um, it was such a good reset, right? But it really did make me realize of, I think there's always layers to things. And, um, you know, outside validation has been something that I've been working on for a while. But then you realize, like, you get rid of maybe two or three, external validation sources. And then you realize that now you're continuing to go outwards, right? Um, so it really, really made me go inwards and understand these and why we're suffering, right? Like when we separate from these relationships, we're choosing to suffer by being so upset about the separation instead of distrusting and being like, oh yeah, like friendships, you know, they, they dissolve or, you know, romantic personals, they dissolve, especially when you've learned the lesson with this person, you know, and the I mean, they're all of our reflections, right? And so when you're evolving, sometimes you're not going to resonate with the same reflection anymore. And to be upset about it and to be in pain about it is just something that we've learned because of just simply how overly attached we are to an outside source for our happiness, right? And so that's what I've learned so far.
1: That's so true. And I think another Mm -hmm. good point is that like that you really hit on is that, you know, the beginning of a friendship or a relationship of any kind. It really shows a lot about where you are. And then as you continue to grow and evolve, like you said, um, you see that reflection um in that person, you know, mm-hmm. either mirroring what you do or you don't like about yourself or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to the end of that even though you know you try to make it work and everything <laughs> uh, the universe just you see how much control the universe has mm-hmm. and you can like feel that pulling apartness and it really is i think the true true gold in that relationship is when it comes to an end and you can first off put that trust in the universe and say okay i trust that this is happening for the right reasons or just whatever reasons and all mm-hmm. And then um, really just kind of have the courage to have gratitude for that connection instead of having that attachment and that hurt and that pain and that suffering. Right. And so you have all the lessons from the relationship, even just going to that ending. It's such a big lesson. Too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that goes through. I think that goes for just the chapters that we go through in life too. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we move to new places and you're like, oh, but it felt so home before and now I have to start again, like I can do this, but you have to have, you have to honor that transition and it's the same with that. And with all of that said, um, you know, what kind of goals and dreams have come to fruition for you because of your process and and then how did you, you know, just continue to honor the transition into each level
0: up, I guess you could say that you've had. <laughs> um, you know, it's okay, so I'm teaching a lot more, right? I'm probably teaching about seven classes a week. On top of um we started when we were allowed to open up in Nevada um June first, we started an aquarium Sodna, and that's basically getting the community together 4 a.m. Um, to do the Aquarian a specific as far as we do a prayer, we do some um, movement, we relax, and then we chant some specific mantras for an hour. Um, and that has been an incredible um, roller coaster <laughs> because some days are like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Some days your garbage shows up and you're just like, what am I doing this for? This is awful. Um, and then as far as hosting it, I've had it, you know, all of it because it's just like, why did I agree to do this every Sunday? I don't understand. Um, you know, but it's really, I think, um, teaching has, is full time, right. And then being able to see clients too. Um, you know, for a long time, I didn't feel very um, adequate enough to be able to see clients one on one. I would always would have this huge, like, I guess I label it as a vulnerability hanger over thanks to Brene Brown. Um, but mm-hmm. she it talks about, you know, like when you're sharing all of yourself, you're having these really authentic moments with people and then afterwards you're just like should I have said that maybe I should have you know there's going through this just stuff and you're um so anyway when I would have a private session I would really just reflect and be like did they even get anything all of this stuff and then now because I've been through what I've been through and um I'm showing up in a stronger way because now I'm I'm not doubting that anymore um especially just the experiences I'm having and teaching classes and stuff like that. So again, now my private classes are starting to um, improve and it's just been, it's a wild ride when, so on top of this too, um, I have the incredible <laughs> experience to work with my mom. Right. And so that's definitely making us work on ourselves that much harder because at the end of the day, my mom and I have had, you know, I think it's a pretty typical mother and daughter relationship. Um, and there were times where we would just get so annoyed with each other that we wouldn't talk for six months or so at a time. And now, because we're in business together, when we reach that point, we really allow ourselves. Number one, we have the tools. We actually even took the last teacher training together um, against mm-hmm. my, you know, like this is the second time we've taken teacher training together together and she signed up at the last minute when she did I was like okay universe <laughs> You better so, you know <laughs> what's happening, I'm like really, um but again, like even though it has been difficult it's I can feel how much karma we're working through, and I'm actually very proud of both of us for being like okay, you know, personality traits aside, what is the greatest what's the goal here you know, and that's really being in um the Las Vegas community and providing a safe space for people to heal because not it's not just a yoga studio. We also have a salt room and she does cranial sacral therapy. We have a crystal light bed from Brazil. And again, I do Reiki sessions and inner child healings and even rebir- rebirthing and we have massage therapy. So it's a, it's a very, it's a wellness center, right? Um, and we actually compliment each other. We send our clients back and forth to each other all the time. And so that's been an incredibly hard but gratifying experience because I, I even noticed myself, you know, thinking about, um, you know, what are others going to think? You know, like it was just so weird just about me um, working with my mom. Right. And so uh, just all of the stuff has come up because of it, Um, but because I've stuck with it and really reflected and again, stayed strong in my spiritual practice. Now we're, you know, on this other side of things and it feels very, we're both very much in gratitude and, you know, people are still walking through the door every day and, and signing up and becoming part of our family because before COVID um, she had yoga classes there every night but we never had morning classes and it wasn't as powerful as it is now and so to be able to and for a long time I was very much so because of me and my mom not being able to get along together for long periods of times but also I was almost ashamed to step into that role because I felt like I didn't earn it myself that people would always say oh no wonder you're into what you're into because of your mom. And so I never felt I was able to come out on my own, um, or just have my own experience. And as we've worked together, I really just kind of let that go because it's actually been the best opportunity to be able to have this place at my disposal, right. To work with the family member, because I've worked at other studios now, you know, and everyone's going to have kind of this work relationship drama just depending on personalities and what you're attracting so to be able to do it with your family member um in a very conscious way and then grow from that um that's been very gratifying too and that's not even something that I would even put on my goal list really you know like of course Mm -hmm. I wanted my mom and I to get along um but I think letting go of all those self um self-doubting and even when we opened I had a lot of People. A lot of my friends teach with me, um, and then the, you know, a couple months into that, that no longer was doable. And the universe was like, "Teach more classes." And I realized the narrative in my mind was, "Well, if you're teaching the majority of classes, people aren't going to come because they're going to be sick of you." <laughs> and that legit was my thought, you know. But again, I just showed up and I s- started teaching more classes and that has not been the case at all if anything people now are coming more <laughs> you know what I mean so it's, it's mm-hmm. funny of these like y- even if you think you've got it. and then I would tell my friends right other friends of like oh yeah you know I guess I just I w- had this thought and I would tell them the same story and they were like yeah I knew you were hiding and I was like, what? and I'd be like, what? <laughs> you know, because I thought I wasn't. Um, but again, so that's just been a very nice gift, right? Of of just being on this path.
1: I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> and I can definitely tell, like you're just I don't know I can definitely see more people coming mm. and wanting to work with you more mm. and just like not being able to get enough of your classes <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> it's been really fun we've you know again like
0: and that's the the benefit of this being my mom's studios. I've added classes of just what I wanted to do and Thursday night we hold mm. we do a holy fire Reiki meditation and you know we travel in the subconscious I encourage everyone to bring their journals we name a specific thing that we're going to work on I guide them through guided meditation then I'm quiet for 15 minutes and let them have their own experience then everyone writes their own experience down and then shares and these things that have come out like This lady just researched Reiki on Google, came to the the class, and she said she had an experience when she was 10 years old back in Kenya that she had forgotten about, right? And it was very much just like about being joyful and finding that her Mm childlike innocence, you know, and this was her first time to the studio, and that was the class that she picked, and she had this beautiful release, Um, you know, so being able to just interact with people in this way, because I haven't... Yes. <laughs> myself experience but again it's come from my my experience from just growing up and you know doing the group therapy and stuff like that for my trauma I was noticing there was no relief it was just a lot of rehashing of stories and if anything I was getting more traumatized because I was hearing a lot of like these people who had it way worse than I did right and um and feeling their pain with them and especially being empathic you know it was just very like I wasn't feeling, it was nice to be able to connect with other people who had been through the same thing, but I could feel we weren't getting any better. And so that was, you know, uh, the number one thing, again, look, you know, going to the spiritual path um, of knowing the difference between like rehashing, right? Because when we're in that painful memory, our brain doesn't know, our body doesn't know that it's not happening to us right now, you know, so learning how to come out of that and tell a trauma story without connecting to those traumatic feelings is very important and so just to be able to again just create in a way that's very freeing and expansive um it's just been it's just been beautiful and i'm i'm very excited for it to continue to grow
1: Aww, that's so beautiful <laughs> thank you <laughs> so how do you see your work impacting everybody your students and you know the people around you and everything like that? Um,
0: I can, you know, everyone there's, so I did my first, um, I just received my Reiki masters attunement uh, in August. And then I had um, one of my, the yoga teachers that teaches at the wellness studio with me. And then um, her friend wanted to get certified right away. So we did that. And mm-hmm. all, already I can see difference in both of them, right? One of them is just like healing her entire family. Um, another, yeah. then the other one is just like she's not as incorporated with the one-on-ones, but she's using it in her Reiki classes, right? And I can tell it's become um, helped her become more in tune or being able to see people grow from just coming to classes for the last couple since June, you know, and see how much more open they're being and um, just really coming into their light. You know, I ha- we had a student who was very shy, again, wouldn't look at anyone in the eye, kind of was just, you know, just wanted to be in her own experience and she's been in class now for two months and she's opened up and now gives hugs and you know brings her children and we had an art show on Friday night brought her friends and you know just to just see people just opening up right and coming into themselves um has just been it's such a beautiful great Um, gift to watch and you know as far as the private clients being able because I don't want when people see me and this was my biggest block too about seeing one-on-ones was I didn't want people to become dependent on me I did a lot of psychic readings too and early on in my you know Mm -hmm. spiritual career and I was noticing that people were just not, not changing their behavior And that's what I love teaching yoga so much is that we're teaching people tools that they can go home with and do it later when they're feeling stressed out or if they can't make it to class or whatever happens, you know? And so I really think that's important, but being able, since I know all that I know now, um, to move stuff out of people's auras and seeing them leave like so much brighter. um, And then again, pursuing their own career goals and their own relationship goals Um, you know, and stuff like that has just been, it's it's just beautiful. It's such, such a gift.
1: I love (laughs) it. So is that what you love most about where you are in your life now? Or is it something else?
0: I do. I love, you know, I really love being able to, again, and I think especially during this time, um, connect with people in this way, because I think people are craving it. Um, And even like this Beautiful student came, started coming a couple of weeks ago, and she gave us the biggest compliments last time she came to class. And it was like, I feel like I can come in here, and nothing in the world is happening. What's happening right now? Like, I just feel like everything's just exactly as it should be once I come in here, you know? And it was such a just like, mm-hmm. thank you, because <laughs> that's what we're, that's our intention, you know? No matter what's going on, the election, the pandemic, the, you know protesting the all of the stuff, all of the drama when you come in and just can feel safe and supported and loved um that is that's very special, and I yeah, that would probably be my most favorite thing about what's happening right now, just stepping into this, but of course, and you know then too, how that carries into the home um I'm about to celebrate. First of all, congratulations on your marriage. (laughs) Getting married, that is so exciting. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we're about to celebrate our first year um, anniversary in November. And so um, just what this lifestyle and what um, it's brought into the home it's been, and we have, of course, you know, I'm ex-zookeeper. I have, th- we have three cats, two birds and a dog. Um, and I would like more animals, but we need more space. Um, You know, like bringing this into the home and my husband has been so um, accepting of all of it, right? Like we have a huge altar in our living room and um, he really, I don't think he understands it because he's a mechanical engineer, right? And he's told me he doesn't understand. He's like, I don't know what you mean by connected. (laughs) He's Like, I literally don't know what that means. And I'm like, okay, well, thank you for giving me that perspective because he's just being honest, right? But he can feel, Mm the, the vibration of the home, right. And that it feels safe and loving compared to maybe, you know, where he grew up, you know, there's not that it's, it's a home, it's a beautiful home, but there's no love. There's no, you know, stuff like feelings of safety in that. So that's really been a blessing too. Um, you know, and then all of the beautiful joys that marriage really allows you to, have that um reflection and and that's really we've done a lot of growth together and self-growth for me and seeing how I show up right in a relationship and a marriage and and all of that stuff so um I really love that too oh
1: that's amazing and congratulations for you on your you know first anniversary and everything that's amazing um so what kind of future plans do you have for your personal life for your work anything
0: um you know just to keep growing it's uh, it's funny it's coming up because I was told by spirit like uh, probably last week to start writing down what my next goals were going to be right because I've kind of Mm -hmm. here I am wanted to teach more classes have more clients etc and now it's kind of like okay now what else do you want so um I put wrote down being on big talk shows was my number one goal. So looking for that. Um, of course I would love to be a, uh, yoga teacher certifying other teachers. Um, and again, yeah, just continue just to grow from there. I would like to do some, um, musical stuff or, um, something along that lines and continuing with my videos. I really, you know, um, Being continuing to evolve with that, it's like you know, you get you hit your goal, and then it's kind of like, okay, it's time to up level. So, these are this I haven't crystallized all of everything, but the number one thing that I wrote down last week was to be on big talk shows. So, I don't even know what that means, but um, there it is again, you know, it's like the dance videos, so we'll see what happens with that, but just really just. grow expand more being able to reach more people and um and help certify others right i've got the masters in my reiki now so that i can certify other practitioners and i'd really love to do that with um the yoga and stuff like that
1: Uh, i can definitely see all of that for you (laughs) thank you So where can people find you and your work, especially your awesome videos? Um, Definitely. I think my Instagram handle is
0: Devi Lakshmi. That's my spiritual name. Um, So it's D-E-V-I dot Lakshmi, L-A-K-S-H-M-I, and then an underscore. That's how you can find me on Instagram. And then of course, feel free to add me on Facebook. I also share the videos on there. And my name is Jennifer Freer with one N, Jenny. J-E-N-I-F-E-R, F is in Frank, R-E-E-R. Um, I'm not on TikTok right now, but if I do, you can find me by my, my full name, Jennifer Freer. Um, but yeah, mostly on Instagram, definitely for sure. Just find me on Instagram.
1: <laughs> awesome. Okay, so I have one last question. It's my favorite question to ask guests But I think it's a great one for everybody listening to ask themselves Mm -hmm. too. So the question is, who is the superhero inside of you that has all the power you could ever need?
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's so cute. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I
1: don't even know. I'm like, it's
0: so many, though. I think, um, you know, I've really been able to tap into I'm so happy to be a woman. Um, and all of the creation ca- like capacity that we have, um, something that we learn in you know uh, Kundalini yoga is that we are sixteen times more powerful than a man. Um, but if that's not balanced, we can also be sixteen times more crazy. Um, so I think that <laughs> like really connecting to that divine feminine part of myself and um exploring my intuition creation. And so I don't know if it would just be one superpower i or superhero um i definitely d- resonate just with the goddess like qualities so i'm just going to say that if that works <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely everybody interprets it differently and i really love that i love it oh awesome well I have so much gratitude for you coming on and sharing your story it's been such an honor and I appreciate you Mm, so much thank
0: you Sarah that's definitely the feeling is mutual so thank you so much for asking me to be here today
1: I want to thank you for listening to this podcast I hope that this episode has some way inspired you to take control, giving you the tools to feel secure and on fire in your own independence, and help to unlock within you the impact that you're here to make. You're not born with a purpose. You're born as your purpose. It's already inside of you, and it's your responsibility in this life to live that in the truest way possible. If you've gotten any sort of value out of this episode, please share it so that we can together expand our inspiration and our impact in this world.